Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the John Nashid Show, a new mind development project, project focusing on issues of concern. We're broadcasting from the very cold Orange County, New York, upstate New York. Uh, once again, this is your host, John Nasheed, on Blog Talk Radio. We would like to start by saying, with God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer. Once again, I would like to greet you uh, in peace. Assalamu alaikum, and also peace be upon you. Uh, once again, we welcome you, and uh, we have a debate that we'd like to uh, speak. We're only on for a half hour, so really we try to run through this. Sometimes we run through it and, you know, we really don't do any justice, but, you know, I'll go as far as I can and then we'll break it up into parts, part two uh, or even three if necessary. Uh, it's a very important topic. And, uh, you know, what we really desire to do is to come to some clear understanding as far as religion is concerned because we know that God is one and we know that everything that God created belongs to his oneness. You know, we don't see any separation in the line of prophets. We don't see any separation in the scripture in its correct form. And everything that God created is one. So if there's oneness in everything, then why is there so many problems in religion, especially now with Islam and Christianity and Judaism? And these are monotheist religions to belief in the oneness of God. And right now, if there's only one God, then what's the big problem? You know, how you practice or how you worship, you know, that's that's your concern. But, you know, we can't uh, make a copy of God. We can't say, well, this is your God and this is my God, when there's only one God who is the creator of all things. And quite uh, now, God knows best. The topic we're going to speak on today is uh, Prophet Muhammad and the Second Coming of Jesus, Part 1. Very important, and, you know, as I mentioned often that, you know, we are students of Imam Warthi Muhammad, or I should say I am in this particular case, and, uh, you know, the, the material that we give reference to is much of it is from different sources, but the main uh, part is based on the teachings of Imam Warthi Muhammad. And uh, Imam Warthi Muhammad, uh, his mission here was from 1975 to 2008. A lot, a lot of information that he has imparted. And actually, there's a website where you can go to his material. It's uh, newafricaradio.com. Uh, and then you can check it out in a minute or just punch his name in Imam W.D. Muhammad, and uh, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Prophet Muhammad, the second coming of Jesus. Uh, Jesus is described in the Bible as, as a sign, a sign of the word, and in the Holy Quran it mentions we made the son of Mary and his mother as a sign. You know, Imam Warthi Muhammad said, told, told us also that uh, Jesus and the prophets, he said, these are, these are signs of community, of community. We're talking about community, not as one specific individual. Also Mary, a 
community, a society. And, uh, you know, it gives a different kind of approach to look at things other than just a literal picture. You know, when you see a picture of Jesus or whoever the case or Mary in our mind, and we formulate that picture in our head. But it's much, much broader than that. It's just too too simplified to, uh, it's below really the dignity of God because he's very broad in teaching uh, mankind, bringing us to what he desired for us to be. Jesus is said to be the son of Mary, a sign. Jesus is said to be the son of Mary, a sign, and the biological begotten son of God. And I say this to say that this is where, in Islam, this is where we have the problem. And actually, it's a serious problem, not just a problem that we can sit down and have a conversation and just get up and leave. No, it's a very serious problem because we as Muslims, we believe that God or Allah is one. They say he is Allah, the one and only, the eternal absolute. He begets not, nor is he begotten, and there is none like unto him. In the religion of Christianity, they say that Jesus is a biological begotten son of God. And uh, when we use the language son, and if we're looking on a much broader picture, you know, the people who write scriptures, they use metaphors to give us a picture in our mind of what they're conveying as far as the spiritual part is concerned. Jesus is not the son, S-O-N, of God. He is the light of God. He is the S-U-N, or the light of God, uh, the word of God, the knowledge of God. You know, when you have, if you're an enlightened individual, then quite naturally you're going to bring clarity to God's word or clarity to God's knowledge. And the, and the prophet Christ Jesus, he was blessed with that light, as all prophets, Prophet Musa, Prophet Ibrahim, Prophet Muhammad. And they were bringing light to the people in ignorance or in darkness to wake these people up and guide them on the path to God. And matter of fact, I believe it's in the Bible where Jesus said, I am the light, the way to God's word. And uh, the more we study these things, we're broader perception of what God is giving us in Scripture, then quite naturally we're going to have a better picture of what God wants for us. A father is a leader. The son follows the instructions of his father. The son is never equal to the father. And we know that we're speaking, many of us who know exactly what I'm addressing right here because that's another problem that we have as far as Islam is concerned. And I, we're not saying this to be argumentative or getting some dialogue with Christians or Jews or anyone else, but quite naturally we want to make what we believe as far as our faith is concerned in God, we want to make it very, very clear so we can have dialogue and we can discuss these things. A father is a leader. I'm a father. I'm a leader. I have sons. They follow my instructions. And that son will never be equal to his father. God's spirit is the life for God's creation. It's motivation towards, it's, it's very rational. God created a, a rational individual in his intellect, not emotional, 
the spirit of God is not an emotional spirit, you know, where we're moved emotionally. The spirit of God is a, the life in creation to keep it motivated towards his purpose, the purpose that God has established for each and every one of us. And the point that, you know, we'd like to address also as far as Christianity is concerned is the Trinity doctrine, the Trinitarian doctrine, and also the Tawhid. Tawhid means the belief in the oneness of God. See, these, these two conflict with each other, come to some kind of common ground on that, then how in the world are we ever going to be able to bring that oneness back that God originally established from Abraham, the monotheist religion of Abraham, monotheist in uh, Moses, uh, Musa, monotheism in uh, Jesus, Christ Jesus, and also the monotheism in our Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon them all. And we know that this doctrine was uh, established like 381 years ago in, in, uh, in Europe. And uh, they sat in council and they came to a conclusion that the oneness of God is in three. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's very difficult for a Muslim to accept because we say that say he is God, the one and only. So eternal, absolute, he begets not, nor is he begotten, and there is none like unto him. You know, I'm going to read a couple of lines of the uh, conclusion of the Trinitarian doctrine that was established that I believe it's the Catholic faith or maybe others too, I don't know. But I'm going to read a few lines of how uh, they perceive the oneness of God. And actually it's three into one. So it's three separate individuals coming together for one. And this is the Trinitarian doctrine. Portion of it, I'll read a few portions. We believe in one God, the Father, all sovereign, all sovereign, maker, maker of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, begotten of the Father, only begotten, that is, of the substance of the Father, God of God, light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not made, of the substance of the Father. And another portion, who for us men and for our salvation came down and was made flesh and became man, suffered and rose on the third day ascended into heaven and coming to judge living and dead, the living and the dead. And this is, the, I believe, the crucifixion and the resurrection. So we see that the, the Christian religion is based on the doctrine, strong doctrine, as far as Christians is concerned, is the Trinitarian doctrine the crucifixion, and the resurrection. And as I mentioned, this is where we have some serious problems. And, uh, those of us who study or search out the study, I found a little book. It's called Is the 
is the Trinity Doctrine Divinely Inspired. And this is written by, I don't see an author here, but I believe it's a Muslim. But anyway, he gives some reference here. And I'm going to uh, just read something here, factors that influence the Trinity Doctrine. Although the ancient world, as far back as Babylonia, worship of pagan gods grouped in triplets were common. This practice was also prevalent before, during, and after Christ in Egypt, Greece, and Rome. After the death of the apostles, such pagan beliefs began to invade Christianity. So this concept was, you know, alive and well amongst pagans. But, you know, in religion, a person who believed in the oneness of God, quite naturally, is not a pagan. But when we went to sleep or people go to sleep, that pagan idea, that pagan concept was able to creep into religion. And now the people are worshiping as one in three. That's a pagan, pagan concept. And quite naturally, I'm not going to think that you're going to believe what I'm saying. That's why we should do research. And that's why I'm trying to give us some references here that we can go about doing it. Or nowadays online, you can just go online and punch it in and we'll see the actual facts. And we'll be able to study these things because we should be sound in our religion. We should be uh, individuals who study our religion to know it for ourselves and put our trust in God. And as long as we do that, then quite nicely, God is going to bless us with clear understanding. You know, I made some notes when I was making this. I believe I put it on my program uh, description, and I'll read some of that also. It says, Christ Jesus and Prophet Muhammad both represents the word and the spirit of God, his light, his spirit, his truth. Jesus taught in symbolic language, and Muhammad came in the end as the last prophet to mankind, the seal of the prophets, to manifest Jesus' signs into clear understanding, clear language. Prophet Muhammad is the second coming of Christ Jesus, not in the body, but in the word and the spirit of the one God, the creator of all material. Uh, praise be to God. And uh, this, this light that God has blessed us with, you know, our leading Ma'am Warrenty Muhammad has informed us and given us a very serious insight. Actually, the name of my organization is New Mind Development Project. In other words, it's a, a mind, you know, right now so we can't change our mind if we don't have any information. But if we have information, now we're looking at things different. We're not seeing it in the same old way that was fed to us uh, during the time for us African-Americans in America who was false-fed Christianity. We're not looking at those small baby concepts. We're looking at big, big concepts, big ideas that was given to us concerning religion. And we thank the Allah and we thank Allah for blessing us in Imam Warthi Muhammad. You know, Imam Warthi Muhammad had mentioned to us also that the problem in religion today, the chain of light or truth from east to west has been broken. This chain must pair with clear understanding 
declare truth. And the chain, we're talking about it, the chain of the Abrahamic faith. This is Abraham. Abraham was a prophet who came to the understanding that God was one. He was searching for God. He looked at the heavens and he studied it over a long period of time. He studied it scientifically. He looked at the sun. He looked at the stars. He looked at the moon. And when all of these things set one by one, then he finally came to the conclusion that nothing material is God. Because the sun, moon, and stars, the biggest uh, physical creation that he discovered, the biggest light. So when it set, he came to a conclusion that none of these things are God. The only God is the creator of all these things in the visible. We don't see God. That's why we say we have faith in God. We believe in God. We have faith in God. We don't see him. So there's a chain of events that took place from Abraham to Prophet Muhammad that we should try to struggle to understand and so we can get back on the road of balance, the road that leads us clearly to God. And uh, we should be very open-minded. I'm very open-minded when it comes to the religion of Abraham, the religion of Moses, the religion of Jesus, the religion of Prophet Muhammad. Not the confusion and not the ads, add-ons and the takeaways. I'm talking about the clear teachings that came in these religions because we see Abraham and Moses and and Jesus and Muhammad all as one in the same family, one. One's passing the baton to the next, one clarifying the message or the confusion that was left from the other. And all of us belonging to the same faith. And what is that faith? Submission to God. And we describe that submission to God in our religion as Islam, Al-Islam, the submission. And out of that submission, we come to peace. So this is important for us, important for our understanding. And if we do think quite naturally, we're going to be successful in this life and also in the afterlife. So the evil workers of Satan, Satan's workers, we know about that. If you know anything about any religion, you know that Satan is busy. <laughs> Satan's workers who hide in religion. Some of them are very shrewd, too. You know, some of them just work on the fringes, but there's some that are very shrewd. They hide in the religion. A person who is deceitful like that is considered to be a hypocrite. They hide in religion, are responsible for the breaks in the chain of life, the truth, and confusion in religion today from east to west. And those eastern religions of Moses and Jesus and Abraham and the West and the religion that we see today in the West. It all talks about in Scripture that in the end the light will shine in the West. And this is where we are in the West today. So the religion is spreading far and wide. So the Satan workers, he takes that responsibility to break the chain. Because if we can break the chain and we can create confusion, and we can block the unity in religion, just like uh, the uh, racist-minded did in this society by creating racism, and it was able to break the connection of Caucasian and African or uh, color, people of color to make two separate entities, one superior and the other inferior. But God never created the human being 
to be uh, separated. He created one human family. So this is a responsibility that we have to join us as far as our family is concerned and destroy racism. So where did these things come from? They came from Satan. And this is why we say when we start out in anything religion, God, we thank. We seek refuge in God from the rejected enemy, Satan. So he's hiding in religion, and he's responsible for breaking chain of light. See, because the prophets, are, they represent light. They represent the word of God and the spirit of God. Not so much the individual physical flesh and blood, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad, but it's talking about the chain of light that God gave to these prophets to bring to mankind. Satan workers have separated Abraham from Moses, Moses from Jesus, and Jesus from Muhammad. So what is that? That's the chain of monotheism starting from Abraham to Prophet Muhammad. Now, you can go in most places of the world. Actually, I was driving home today, and I was listening to the radio, and I heard that Palestine, which is Muslim, and the Jews, uh, the Jews in Israel were firing bombs at each other. And then we have the Western world, the Christians in the Western world are uh, fighting the Muslims in the Middle East. It's just, where does it stop? The Jews fighting the Christians, the Christians fighting the Jews, on and on and on, and the Muslims fighting. And before you know it, if we don't correct this problem, then the very concept of that oneness of God will be destroyed. But we know God won't allow that to be destroyed, destroyed, because he only gave Satan a certain amount of time to do his work. And he also gave us a responsibility to cast truth at falsehood, which is that evil Satan, that evil worker that's trying to destroy, that's trying to divide and separate truth at him until you knock out his brain. See, one thing about Satan, he can't take the truth. He can't take the light. And when he sees the truth and when he sees the light, he hears the word of God, he flees. So if we're not speaking, if we're not giving the, the message of the Quran and the Bible and the Torah, etc., if we're not giving it in its purity, in its light, then quite nasty Satan, he doesn't fear that because it's corrupted. So when we say that God is one in three, that doesn't trouble Satan. Satan has no problem with that. He can deal with that. But when we say, say he is God, the one and only, Satan has a very serious problem with that because God was, Jesus was not the created son of God. He said he begets, begets mean that you are born and you give birth. He gets not, nor is he begotten. God didn't give birth to anyone, nor was he born. God is eternal. We have to study these things. And if we do, God will bless us. Satan workers have separated Abraham from Moses, Moses from Jesus, Jesus from Muhammad. He had broken the chain of monotheism. Now, in our religion, we believe, we have to say, we believe in God. We say that we have to believe in all of the prophets. That's Islam. We have to believe in all of the prophets from Moses to Muhammad. 
And we have to believe in all of the revealed books, the revelation that was revealed from God to his messengers. We have to believe in that. And actually, if you don't believe in that, if I say I don't believe in Christ Jesus, then I, I don't believe in God. Or Moses, I don't believe in God. He said, well, I only believe in Muhammad. Well, you don't believe in nothing. You have to believe because all of the prophets belong to God's oneness. Revelation coming over a period of time to mankind. In order to see religion clearly again, we have to see the total chain as one. Stretched from east, from way back in the time of Ibrahim to today, right now today. And one of the biggest struggles I think we're going to have is the time now because there's more ignorance, there's more sin, there's more corruption and deceitfulness on earth. And quite naturally, if there's more sin and deceitfulness on earth, then don't you think that God is going to give his servants more weapons to fight? Of course he will. He's going to give them many more weapons, much more weapons. He's going to give understanding. See, we have knowledge, many of us have knowledge, and some of us like to convey our knowledge with pride, but how much wisdom do you have? And if you don't have any wisdom, if you don't go out and apply your knowledge, then quite naturally you're not going to have any understanding. And if you don't have any understanding, then you can't work on solving this problem. You say, well, I didn't go to high school, I didn't go to college, I don't have a degree. When God calls you, you don't need a degree. Matter of fact, you don't even need high school. But when the revelation was revealed to Prophet Muhammad 1,400 years ago through the angel Jibril, he said to the prophet, Ikra, meaning read, to read. And Prophet Muhammad said, I can't read. And he said it, I believe, about three or four times. Read, read. And he said, I can't read. The last time he squeezed them very hard. And then he said, read in the name of thy Lord who created. And I guess he got the message from that hard squeeze. But nonetheless, when God wants to reveal something on your soul, that is your college. That's your education. The revelation that God puts on the soul or the inspiration that the believer receives. It's the inspiration of God in his soul. That is your education. And if you have a desire to work on any problem, then the message is going to come from the purity or the pure word in your soul to your intellect. And then you're going to address that situation. I recall a time in the history of Prophet Muhammad where the, the, the pagans were after the followers of Prophet Muhammad, and they wanted to uh, kill him, actually. And Prophet Muhammad, he saw in a vision to send these uh, companions of his to a, uh, a Muslim country, uh, Ethiopia, I believe. And he knew that there were some Christians there who were fair, and they would deal with them justly. And he sent them there. And when they went there, he was asking the Christian leader, asked, why should I believe you? So one of the fellows who were there, Muslim fellows, he just commenced to speak. He wasn't educated. Matter of fact, I think he was the least of them as far as education was concerned. And he started speaking on Mary, and he started speaking on Jesus, and some ayats from the Quran. And the Christian leader asked, well, how do you know that? He said, well, it's in our Quran. I'll 
prophet taught us that. And then he allowed them to stay. And then he even said, in the end, he said, the line that he drew in the in the in the grass or on the ground, he said that the biggest difference is the line. There's no bigger difference than this line that I'm drawing in on the ground than you, us, you Muslims, and us Christians. That's history, and we should read it. And there's a time coming very, very soon where you see Muslims, Christians, and Jews as brothers. Now, some people, they just can't take that. And they're probably saying, if they listen to this program, they say, well, what is this fellow talking What is he talking about? He shouldn't be saying that. Say, stuff from the law, stuff from the law. But this is God's religion. This is not our religion. This is God's way of life. This is not our way of life. And the sooner we realize that, the more problems we're going to make, the more, excuse me, the more uh, success we're going to make on this great planet Earth. So I'm going to have to, I think we're less than 60 seconds, so I'm going to have to conclude here. And next week, Friday, I'll be on next week on Friday, and we'll continue. And the topic that we're talking about is Prophet Muhammad, uh, the second coming of Jesus. And remember this, that uh, Prophet Muhammad said that there come a time when you see me and Christ Jesus as one. So we'll conclude next week. May God bless you. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.